1. From the earliest to the present time by Frederick Litchfield. Preface. In the following pages the author has placed before the reader an account of the changes in the design of decorative furniture and woodwork, from the earliest period of which we have any reliable or certain record until the present time. A careful selection of illustrations has been made from examples of established authenticity, the majority of which are to be seen, either in the museums to which reference is made, or by permission of the owners and the representations of the different interiors will convey an idea of the character and disposition of the furniture of the periods to which they refer. These illustrations are arranged, so far as is possible, in chronological order, and the descriptions which accompany them are explanatory of the historical and social changes which have influenced the manners and customs, and directly or indirectly affected the furniture of different nations. An endeavor is made to produce a panorama which may prove acceptable to many, who, without wishing to study the subject deeply, may desire to gain some information with reference to it generally, or with regard to some part of it, in which they may feel a particular interest. It will be obvious that within the limits of a single volume of moderate dimensions it is impossible to give more than an outline sketch of many periods of design and taste which deserve far more consideration than is here bestowed upon them. The reader island therefore, asked to accept the first chapter, which refers to ancient furniture and covers a period of several centuries, as introductory to that which follows, rather than as a serious attempt to examine the history of the furniture during that space of time. The fourth chapter, which deals with a period of some hundred and fifty years, from the time of King James I until that of Chippendale and his contemporaries, and the last three chapters are more fully descriptive than some others, partly because trustworthy information as to these times is more accessible, and partly because it is probable that English readers will feel greater interest in the furniture of which they are the subject. The French Mublaise de Lux, from the latter half of the 17th century until the Revolution, are also treated more fully than the furniture of other periods and countries. On account of the interest which has been manifested in this description of the cabinet makers and metal mounters work during the past 10 or 15 years, there is evidence of this appreciation in the enormous prices realized at notable auction sales. When such furniture has been offered for competition to wealthy connoisseurs, in order to gain a more correct idea of the design of furniture of different periods, it has been necessary to notice the alterations in architectural styles which influenced and were accompanied by corresponding changes in the fashion of interior woodwork. Such comments are made with some diffidence, as it is felt that this branch of the subject would have received more fitting treatment by an architect, who was also an antiquarian, than by an antiquarian with only a limited knowledge of architecture. Some works on furniture have taken the word in its French interpretation, to include everything that is movable in a house. Other writers have combined with historical notes critical remarks and suggestions as to the selection of furniture. The author has not presumed to offer any such advice, and has confined his attention to a description of that which, in its more restricted sense, is understood as decorative furniture and woodwork. For his own information, and in the pursuit of his business, he has been led to investigate the causes and the approximate dates of the several changes in taste which have taken place and has recorded them in as simple and readable a story as the difficulties of the subject permit. Numerous acts of kindness and company operation, received while preparing the work for the press, have rendered the task very pleasant, and while the author has endeavored to acknowledge, in a great many instances, 
the courtesies received, when noticing the particular occasion on which such assistance was rendered, he would desire generally to record his thanks to the owners of historic mansions, the officials of our museums, the clerks of city companies, librarians, and others, to whom he is indebted. The views of many able writers who have trodden the same field of inquiry have been adopted where they have been confirmed by the writer's experience or research, and in these cases he hopes he has not omitted to express his acknowledgments for the use he has made of them. The large number of copies subscribed for, accompanied, as many of the applications have been, by expressions of goodwill and confidence beforehand, have been very gratifying, and have afforded great encouragement during the preparation of the work. If the present venture is received in such a way as to encourage a larger effort, the writer hopes both to multiply examples and extend the area of his observations. F.L. Conway Street, London, July, 1892. Contents. Chapter I. Biblical References. Solomon's House and Temple Palace of Ahasuerus. Assyrian Furniture. Nimrod's Palace. Mr. George Smith quoted. Egyptian Furniture. Specimens in the British Museum The Workman's School Various Articles of Domestic Furniture Dry Birch Quoted Greek Furniture The B.A.S. Reliefs in the British Museum The Chest of Sepsilus Laws and Customs of the Greeks House of Alcibiades Plutarch Quoted Roman Furniture Position of Rome The Roman House Cicero's Table Beanwood Customs of Wealthy Romans Downfall of the Empire Chapter I.I. Period of 1000 Years from Fall of Rome A.D. 476 to capture of Constantinople. 1453 The Crusades Influence of Christianity Chairs of St. Peter and Maximian at Rome. Ravenna and Venice Edict of Leo III. Prohibiting image worship The rise of Venice Charlemagne and his successors The chair of Dagobert Pizan in character of furniture Norwegian carving Russian and Scandinavian The Anglo-Saxon Sir Walter Scott quoted descriptions of Anglo-Saxon houses and customs art in Flemish cities Gothic architecture The coronation chair in Westminster Abbey Penshurst French furniture in the 14th century description of rooms The South Kensington Museum transition from Gothic to Renaissance German carved work The Credence the Buffet, and Dressoir, Chapter III, The Renaissance in Italy, Leonardo da Vinci and Raffaele Church of St. Peter, Contemporary Great Artists The Italian Palazzo Methods of Gilding, Inlaying and Mounting Furniture Pietra Dura and Other Enrichments Ruskin's Criticism, The Renaissance in France, Francois I and the Chateau of Fontainebleau Influence on Courtier's Chairs of the Time Design of Cabinets Emmy Bonneth on the Renaissance Bedstead of Jean d'Albret Deterioration of Taste in Time of Henry I.D. Louis XII. Furniture Brittany Woodwork. The Renaissance in the Netherlands, Influence of the House of Burgundy on Art the Chimney Piece at Bruges, and other casts of specimens in South Kensington Museum. The Renaissance in Spain. The resources of Spain in the 16th and 17th centuries influence of Saracenic art high-backed leather chairs the Carthusian convent at Granada. The Renaissance in Germany, Albrecht Durer famous steel chair of Augsburg German 17th century carving in Street Saviour's Hospital. The Renaissance in England, influence of foreign artists in the time of Henry VIII. End of feudalism Hampton Court Palace linen pattern panels woodwork in the Henry VIII. Chapel at Westminster Abbey Livery Cupboards at Hongrave Harrison quoted the parlor alteration in English customs chairs of the 16th century coverings and cushions of the time. 
Extract from Old Inventory South Kensington Cabinet Elizabethan Mira Red Goodrich Court Shaw's Ancient Furniture, the Glastonbury Chair Introduction of Frames into England Characteristics of Native Woodwork Famous Country Mansions Alteration in Design of Woodwork and Furniture Paneled Rooms in South Kensington The Charter House Grays in Hall and Middle Temple The Hall of the Carpenter's Company The Great Bed of Where Shakespeare's Chair Penshurst Place Chapter IV English home life in the reign of James I. Sir Henry Wooden quoted in Nigel Jones and his work Ford Castle chimney pieces in South Kensington Museum table in the Carpenters Hall Hall of the Barbers Company The Charter House Time of Charles I. Furniture at Noly Eagle House. Wimbledon Mr. Charles Eastlake Monuments at Canterbury and Westminster Settles. Couches and chairs of the Stuart period Sir Paul Pinder's house Cromwellian furniture the restoration Indo-Portuguese furniture Hampton Court Palace Evelyn's description the great fire of London Hall of the Brewers Company oak paneling of the time Grinling Gibbons and his work the edict of Mance silver furniture at Noli, William III, and Dutch influence Queen and sideboards, bureaus, and grandfather's clocks furniture at Hampton Court, chapter V Chinese furniture, Probable source of artistic taste Sir William Chambers quoted Racinet's Lee Costume Historic, Dutch Influence The South Kensington and the Duke of Edinburgh Collections Processes of Making Lacquer Screens in the Kensington Museum. Japanese Furniture, Early History Sir Rutherford Alcock and Lord Elgin The Collection of the Shogun Famous Collections Action of the Present Government of Japan Special Characteristics. Indian Furniture, Early European Influence Furniture of the Mobiles Racinet's Work Bombay Furniture Ivory Chairs and Table Specimens in the India Museum. Persian Woodwork, Collection of Objets Dar Formed by General Murdoch Smith. Re Industrial Arts of the Persians Arab Influence South Kensington Specimens. S.A.R.A.C.N.I.C. Woodwork, Oriental Customs Specimens in the South Kensington Museum of Arab Work M.D. Single Quote Avun Single Quote S. Work. Chapter V.I. Palace of Versailles, Grand, and Petty Trianon, the three styles of Louis XIV, XV, and XVI, Colbert and Lebrun and Charles Bull and his work carved and gilt furniture the Regency and its influence alteration in condition of French society Watteau, Blanquet, and Boucher, Louis XV, Furniture, Famous Ebenists Vernus Martin Furniture Cathiery and Bouvier Mountings Sevra Porcelain introduced into Cabinet Scobelin's Tapestry the Bureau du Roi. Louis XVI, and Marie Antoinette, the Queen's influence the painter's Chardin and Gru's more simple designs characteristic ornaments of Louis XVI, furniture reasoners work Bouvier's mounting specimens in the Louvre the Hamilton Palace sale French influence upon the design of furniture in other countries the Jones collection extract from, the Times, Chapter VII, Chinese style Sir William Chambers the brothers Adams work Pergolese, Cipriani, and Angelica Kaufman architects of the time Wedgwood and Flaxman Chippendale's work and his contemporaries chair in the Barber's Hall Lock. Shearer, Hepplelite, Ince, Mayhew, Sheridan Introduction of Satinwood and Mahogany Gillows, of Lancaster and London History of the Sideboard The Dining Room Furniture of the Time, Chapter VIII, The French Revolution and First Empire Influence on Design of Napoleon's Campaigns The Cabinet Presented to Marie-Louise Dutch Furniture of the Time English Furniture Sheridan's Later Work Thomas Hope Architect George Smith's Designs Fashion During the Regency Gothic Revival Seddon's Furniture Other Makers Influence on Design of the Restoration in France Furniture of William I.D. And Early Part of Queen Victoria's Reign Baroque and Rococo Styles The Paneling of Rooms Dado 
and skirting the Art Union the Society of Art Sir Charles Berry and the New Palace of Westminster Pudgeons Designs Auction Prices of Furniture Christie's The London Club Houses Steam Different Trade Customs Exhibitions in France and England Harry Rogers Work The Queen's Cradle State of Art in England During First Part of Present Reign Continental Designs Italian Carving Cabinet Work General Remarks Chapter IX The Great Exhibition Exhibitors and Contemporary Cabinet Makers Exhibition of 1862 London, 1867, Paris, and subsequently description of illustrations for Denoise, Wright and Mansfield The South Kensington Museum Revival of Marketry Comparison of Present Day with that of a hundred years ago Aestheticism Traditions Trades Unionism The Arts and Crafts Exhibition Society Independence of Furniture Present Fashions Writers on Design Modern Furniture in Other Countries Concluding Remarks Appendix List of artists and manufacturers of furniture woods tapestry used for French furniture the processes of gilding and polishing the pianoforte. Index. List of subscribers. List of illustrations. Frontispiece dwelling room of the French chateau chapter I vignette of BAS relief Egyptian seated. As ornament to initial letter. Assyrian bronze throne and footstool chairs from Kursadad and Xanthus and Assyrian throne repose of King Asherbanipal examples of Egyptian furniture in the British Museum. Stool, stand for a vase, headrest or pillow, workman's stool, vase on a stand, folding stool, ebony seat inlaid with ivory on Egyptian of, high rank seated in Egyptian banquet chair with captives as supports, and in ivory box Bacchus and attendants visiting Icarus Greek bedstead with a table Greek furniture interior of an ancient Roman house Roman state chair bronze lamp and stand Roman scandum or bench by Salyum, or seat for two persons Roman couch. Generally a bronze Roman study Roman triclinial or dining room chapter II. Vignette of Gothic oak armoire. As ornament to initial letter chair of St. Peter. Rhone Dagobert chair a carved Norwegian doorway Scandinavian chair cover of a casket carved in whalebone Saxon house IX. Century Anglo-Saxon furniture of about the X century the seat on the day of Saxon state bed English folding chair XIV. Century cradle of Henry V coronation chair. Westminster Abbey Chair in Yorkminster to Chairs of the XV. Century Table at Penshurst Bedroom XIV. Century Carved Oak Bedstead and Chair The Newborn Infant Portrait of Christine D. Peason State Banquet with Attendant Musicians to Woodcuts A High Back Chair XV. Century Medieval Bed and Bedroom Ascribe or Copyist to German Chairs Carved Oak Buffet French Gothic Carved Oak Table Flemish Buffet A Tapestried Room A Carved Oak Seat Interior of Apothecary's Shop Court of the Ladies of Queen and of Brittany Chapter III. Vignette of the Caryatids Cabinet. As ornament to initial letter reproduction of decoration by Raffaele Salon of Ambon of a 16th century room chair in carved walnut Venetian center table marriage cother in carved walnut marriage cother pair of Italian carved bellows carved Italian mirror frame. XBI. Century a 16th century cother fort Italian cother Italian chairs ebony cabinet Venetian state chair ornamental paneling in Street Vincent's Church. Rouen chimney piece fun in blow carved oak panel 1577 facsimiles of engraving on wood carved oak bedstead of Jean Albrecht carved oak cabinet Leon Louis XII and his court decoration of a salon in Louis XII style an ebony armoire Flemish Renaissance a barber's shop XVI century a Flemish citizen at meal sedan chair of Charles B silver table Windsor Castle chair of walnut or chestnut wood Spanish with embossed leather wooden cother XVI 
Century the steel chair Longford Castle German carved oak Buffett carved oak chest chair of Anna Bolin Tudor cabinet the Glastonbury chair carved oak Elizabethan bedstead oak wainscoting dining hall in the charter house screen in the hall of Gray's in carved oak panels carpenters hall part of an Elizabethan staircase. The entrance hall. Hardwick Hall Shakespeare's chair the great bed of Weir, the Queen's room. Penshurst place carved oak chimney piece in speech hall chapter IV. A chair of XVII. Century. As ornament to initial letter oak chimney piece in Sir W. Raleigh's house chimney piece in Bifleet House, the King's Chamber. Ford Castle Center Table Carpenters Hall carved oak chairs oak chimney piece from Lime Street. City oak sideboard seats at Noli Armchair. Noli the Spangle Bedroom. Noli Couch. Chair. And single chair Penshurst Place, folding, and drawing table chairs. Stuart period chair used by Charles I during his trial to carve oak chairs settle of carved oak staircase in General Triton's house city and chair Penshurst place carved ebony chair sets Busbiana the master's chair in the brewer's hall carved oak, livery, cupboard carved oak napkin press three chairs. From Hampton Court, Hardwick, and Noli carved oak screen in stationer's hall silver furniture at Noli three chimney pieces by James Gibbs chapter V pattern of a Chinese lac screen and eastern Saracenic table. As ornament to initial letter Japanese cabinet of red chased lacquerware casket of Indian lacquerware door of carved sandalwood from Travancore Persian incense burner of engraved brass governor's palace. Manfula specimen of Saracenic paneling a carved door of Syrian work shaped panel of Saracenic work chapter VI. Bularmoir Hamilton Palace vignette of a Louis Quator's commode. As ornament to initial letter. Bularmoir Jones Collection Pedestal Cabinet by Bull Jones Collection A Concert in the Reign of Louis XIV. A Screen Panel by Watteau Decoration of a Salon in the Louis XIV. Style of Bull Commode French Sedan Chair Part of a Salon Louis XV. Carved and Gilt Console Table Louis XV. Fauteuil Carved and Gilt Louis XV. Commode Jones Collection A Parquetry Commode Bureau du Roi A Boudoir Louis XVI. Period Part of a Salon in Louis XVI. Style a marquetry cabinet Jones collection writing table reasoner the Marie Antoinette writing table bedstead of Marie Antoinette a cylinder secretaire Rothschild collection an armchair Louis XVI carved and gilt settee and armchair sofa and suite a marquetry escritoire Jones collection a Norse interior showing French influence a secretaire with several plagues a clock by Robin Jones collection harpsichord about 1750 Italian sedan chair chapter VII vignette of a Chippendale girandole as ornament to initial letter facsimile of drawings by Robert Adam English Satinwood Dressing Table Chimney Piece and Overmantel. Designed by W. Thomas to Chippendale Chairs in the Chinese style facsimile of title page of Chippendale's Gentleman and Cabinet Makers Director to Bookcases from Chippendale's Director T. Caddy Carved in the French style Chippendale A Bureau from Chippendale's Director A Design for a State Bed from Chippendale's Director, French, commode and lampstands bed pillars chimney piece and mirror parlor chairs by Chippendale clock case by Chippendale china shelves. Designed by W. Inskier and Moles and Pier Table. Designed by W. Thomas Toilet Glass and Urn Stand. From Hattel White Sky Parlor Chairs. Designed by W. Ins Ladies Secretaries. Designed by W. Ins Desk and Bookcase. Designed by W. Ins China Cabinet. Designed by J. Mayhew Dressing Chairs. Designed by J. Mayhew Designs of Furniture from Hattelite's Guide, Plan of a Room. Hattelite and Lady Caddy and Tops of Pier Tables. From Hattelite's Guide, Knee Hole Table by Sheridan Chairs by Sheridan Chairbacks. 
from Sheridan's cabinet maker, Ernst and a sideboard in the style of Robert Adam carved Jordan nearby Chippendale cabinet and bookcase with secretaire, by Sheridan chapter VII, vignette of an empire tripod, as ornament to initial letter cabinet presented to Marie-Louise Spool and armchair Napoleonite period Nelson's chairs by Sheridan drawing room chair, designed by Sheridan drawing room chair. Designed by Sheridan, canopy bed, by Sheridan, sister cylinder bookcase, by Sheridan sideboard and sofa table Sheridan design of a room, by T. Hope Library Photo, from Smith's, book of designs, parlor chairs bookcase by Sheridan drawing room chairs, from Smith's book preview in carved oak, designed by Mr. Pudgeon secretary and bookcase German Gothic style cradle for H. and the Queen by H. Rogers design for a tea caddy by J. Streetwood design for one of the wings of a sideboard by W. Holmes design for a work table, H. Phipps Cook Venetian school of carved walnut chapter IX, examples of design in furniture in the 1851 exhibition, sideboard, in carved oak. By Gillow Chimney Piece and Bookcase by Holland and Sons Cabinet by Grace Bookcase by Jackson and Graham Grand Pianofort by Broadwood Vignette of a Cabinet. Modern Jacobean Style. As ornament to initial letter ladies escritoire by Welly. Burner ladies work table and screen in papier mache sideboard Sir Walter Scott by Cooks. Warwick Estate Chair by Jankowski. York Sideboard. In Carved Oak. By Dorian. Paris Bedstead. In Carved Ebony. By Real. And work pianofort by Leastler. Vienna bookcase. In line tree. By Leastler. Vienna cabinet. With bronze and porcelain. By games. St. Petersburg casket of ivory. With ormolu mountings. By Matifat. Paris table and chair. In the classic style. By Capello. Turin cabinet of ebony. With Carlyons. By Litchfield and Radcliffe 1862 exhibition. London cabinet of ebony. With boxwood carvings. By Ferdinoise. Paris 1867 Exhibition, Paris Cabinet of Satinwood, with Wedgwood Plagues, by Wright and Mansfield 1867 Exhibition, Paris Cabinet of Ebony and Ivory by Andrea Pitchy, Florence 1867 Exhibition, Paris The Ellesmere Cabinet The Saloon at Sandringham House The Drawing Room at Sandringham House Carved Frame by Radspieler, Munich Carved Oak Flemish Armoire, as tailpiece a 16th century workshop chapter I Ancient Furniture. Biblical references, Solomon's House and Temple Palace of Ahasuerus, Assyrian Furniture, Nimrod's Palace Mr. George Smith quoted, Egyptian Furniture, Specimens in the British Museum The Workman's School Various Articles of Domestic Furniture Dry Birch quoted, Greek Furniture, The B.A.S. Reliefs in the British Museum The Chest of Sipsilus Laws and Customs of the Greeks House of Alcibiades Plutarch quoted, Roman Furniture, Position of Rome The Roman House Cicero's Table Deanwood Customs of Wealthy Romans Downfall of the Empire Biblical References The first reference to woodwork is to be found in the Book of Genesis. In the instructions given to Noah to make an ark of gopher wood, to make a window, to pitch it within and without with pitch, and to observe definite measurements. From the specific directions thus handed down to us, we may gather that mankind had acquired at a very early period of the world's history a knowledge of the different kinds of wood, and of the use of tools. We know, too, from the bas-reliefs and papyri in the British Museum, how advanced were the ancient Egyptians in the arts of civilization, and that the manufacture of comfortable and even luxurious furniture was not neglected. In them, the Hebrews must have had excellent workmen for teachers and taskmasters. 
to have enabled them to acquire sufficient skill and experience to carry out such precise instructions as were given for the erection of the tabernacle, some 1.500 years before Christ as to the kinds of wood, measurements, ornaments, fastenings, loops and tatches, curtains of linen, and coverings of dried skins. We have only to turn for a moment to the 25th chapter of Exodus to be convinced that all the directions there mentioned were given to a people who had considerable experience in the methods of carrying out work, which must have resulted from some generations of carpenters, joiners, weavers, dyers, goldsmiths, and other craftsmen, a thousand years before Christ. We have those descriptions of the building and fitting by Solomon of the glorious work of his reign, the great temple, and of his own. The king's house, which gathered from different countries the most skillful artificers of the time, an event which marks an era of advance in the knowledge and skill of those who were thus brought together to do their best work towards carrying out the grand scheme. It is worthwhile, too, when we are referring to Old Testament information bearing upon the subject, to notice some details of furniture which are given, with their approximate dates as generally accepted not because there is any particular importance attached to the precise chronology of the events concerned, but because, speaking generally, they form landmarks in a history of furniture. One of these is the Verskin's I.I. Chap. For which tells us the contents of the little chamber in the wall, when Elisha visited the Shunammite, about B.C. 895, and we are told of the preparations for the reception of the prophet, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. The other incident is some 420 years later, when, in the allusion to the grandeur of the palace of Ahasuerus, we catch a glimpse of eastern magnificence in the description of the drapery which furnished the apartment, where were white, green, and blue hangings, fastened with cords of fine linen and purple, to silver rings and pillars of marble, the beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black marble, asterisks, there are, unfortunately, no trustworthy descriptions of ancient Hebrew furniture, the illustrations in Cato's Bible, Mr. Henry Sultan's, The Tabernacle, The Priesthood, and The Authorings, and other similar books, are apparently drawn from imagination, founded on descriptions in the Old Testament, in these, the table for shoebread is generally represented as having legs partly turned, with the upper portion square, to which rings were attached for the poles by which it was carried, as a nomadic people, their furniture would be but primitive, and we may take it that as the Jews and Assyrians came from the same stock, and spoke the same language, such ornamental furniture as there was would, with the exception of the representations of figures of men or animals, be of a similar character, Assyrian furniture, illustration, part of Assyrian bronze throne and footstool, about B.C. 880, reign of Asher from a photo by Mansell and company of the original in the British Museum, the discoveries which have been made in the oldest seat of monarchical government in the world, by such enterprising travelers as Sir Austin Layard, Mr. George Smith, and others, who have thrown so much light upon domestic life in Nineveh, are full of interest in connection with this branch of the subject. We learn from these authorities that the furniture was ornamented with the heads of lions, bulls, and rams, tables, thrones, and couches were made of metal and wood, and probably inlaid with ivory, the earliest chair, according to Sir Austin Layard, having been made without a bath, and the legs terminating in lions' feet or bulls' hoofs, some were of gold, others of silver and bronze, on the monuments of Kursadad, 
representations have been discovered of chairs supported by animals, and by human figures, probably those of prisoners. In the British Museum is a bronze throne found by Sir A. Layard amidst the reigns of Nirnrod's palace, which shows ability of high order for skilled metal work. Mr. Smith, the famous Assyrian excavator and translator of cuneiform inscriptions, has told us in his Assyrian Antiquities of his finding close to the site of Nineveh portions of a crystal throne somewhat similar in design to the bronze one mentioned above. And in another part of this interesting book we have a description of an interior that is useful in assisting us to form an idea of the condition of houses of a date which can be correctly assigned to B.C. 860. Altogether in this place I open six chambers, all of the same character. The entrance is ornamented by clusters of square pilasters, and recesses in the rooms in the same style. The walls were colored in horizontal bands of red, green, and yellow and where the lower parts of the chambers were paneled with small stone slabs, the plaster and colors were continued over these. Then follows a description of the drainage arrangements, and finally we have Mr. Smith's conclusion that this was a private dwelling for the wives and families of kings, together with the interesting fact that on the underside of the bricks he found the legend of Shalmaneser II, B.C. 860, who probably built this palace. In the British Museum is an elaborate piece of carved ivory, with depressions to hold colored glass, etc. from Nineveh, which once formed part of the inlaid ornament of a throne, showing how richly such objects were ornamented. This carving is said by the authorities to be of Egyptian origin. The treatment of figures by the Assyrians was more clumsy and more rigid, and their furniture generally was more massive than that of the Egyptians. An ornament often introduced into the designs of thrones and chairs is a conventional treatment of the tree sacred to Asher, the Assyrian Jupiter, the pine cone, another sacred emblem, is also found, sometimes as in the illustration of the Kursadad chair on page 4, forming an ornamental foot, and at others being part of the merely decorative design, the bronze throne, illustrated on page 3, appears to have been of sufficient height to require a footstool. And in Nineveh and its remains, these footstools are specially alluded to. The feet were ornamented like those of the chair with the feet of lions or the hoofs of bulls. The furniture represented in the following illustration, from a bas relief in the British Museum, is said to be of a period some 200 years later than the bronze throne and footstool. Egyptian furniture. In the consideration of ancient Egyptian furniture, we find valuable assistance in the examples carefully preserved to us and accessible to everyone in the British Museum, and one or two of these deserve passing notice, illustration, school, stand for a vase, headrest or pillow, workman's stool, vase on a stand, folding stool, ebony seat inlaid with ivory, from photos by Mansell and company of the originals in the British Museum, nothing can be more suitable for its purpose than the workman's stool, the seat is pre,